Um, Shane just had a look at my notes and he went, oh my, (laughs) not because they're long, but normally I have a real sense of what God wants to say and do, but I've got bits of red and I've got bits of blue and I've got, so I'm trusting, there's there's so much in my heart, prayer is such a big thing and to round up our series, but as Ben said, it's it's not the end, it's a continuing on and that's... um, one of the things I realised, I, I did a bit of research and I did a lot of looking at different things and it actually confused me a little. I actually went, oh, you know, it, and so then I actually thought, well, no, I need to go back to what is basic and what is simple. So I've got a little video to watch this morning. And for those of you who don't know, I'm a primary school teacher, so <laughs> we'll explain this. Pretty simple, hey. Because you matter to God. And he loves us. Um, I heard a quote this week. It was just in someone doing that little transition time in a worship set that I was listening to on YouTube. It said, because he first loved us, we can love him. Because he seeks us, we can seek him. And that was, it was quoting a prophetic word. It said, if you long for me like I long for you, you will be satisfied. God has done his part and now it's up to us to seek him and to enter in. If you have your Bibles, um, this is the scripture I'd like to look at this morning. is 1 Thessalonians 5. Uh, Paul has written to the Thessalonians And with all his letters, um, Paul always starts with a prayer. He always ends with a prayer. And throughout his letters, he tells the believers exactly how he's praying for them. Prayer was an integral part of Paul's life. And he he gave an example um, to the believers everywhere that he was encouraging about how to pray. But 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 12 Dear brothers and sisters, honour those who are your leaders in the Lord's work. Yep, we can do that. They work hard among you and give you spiritual guidance. Show them great respect and wholehearted love because of their work and live peacefully with each other. Yep, we can do that, mostly. Brothers and sisters, we urge you to warn those who are lazy. Yeah, we're pretty good at doing that. Encourage those who are timid. Yeah, we can do that. Take tender care of those who are weak. That's our pastoral care. Be patient with everyone. We're pretty good at that. See that no one pays back evil for evil, but always try to do good to each other and to all people. We do our best with that one. Always be joyful. Never stop praying. Hmm. That's not easy to say, yep, I do that. Oh, yes, we do that. Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. Do not stifle the Holy Spirit. Do not scoff at prophecies, but test everything that is said. Hold on to what is good. Stay away from every kind of evil. 
This is Paul summing up his letter, and he lists off the things that he's encouraging the church at Thessalonica to do as part of their walk. Earlier on, he had talked about how he thanked God for them every day with great joy. He prayed for them night and day that they would mature. He prayed that they would be able to get, gather together again. He prayed that their love for one another and for all people would grow and overflow. And the Lord would make their hearts strong, blameless and holy. And then he sums it up in those verses that I just read and ends with a blessing. You know, different versions. This one says, this is a new living. It says, never stop praying. The King James says, pray without ceasing. Others say, pray continually. Pray all the time. 1 Thessalonians says, never stop praying. Romans 12.12 says, rejoice in our confident hope. Be patient in trouble and keep on praying. Philippians 4.6 says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Acts 1.14 tells us that the early church met together and were constantly united in prayer. And Ephesians 6.18 encourages us to pray in the Spirit at all times and on every occasion. Stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. And Colossians 4 verse 2 encourages us to devote ourselves to prayer with an alert mind and a thankful heart. If we see prayer as something that we do, it is impossible to do all the time. If we think prayer is where we sit down and we come formally to God or where we come to a prayer meeting, that's not possible to pray without ceasing. So when I was looking at this, I thought, well, what is praying without ceasing so that a child would understand it? What does it mean to pray all the time? And so I was investigating that. You know, only as we see prayer as a lifestyle, that God is with us, that God is for us, that God is in us, that God is all-knowing, that God is all-loving, that God is ever-present, are we able to have a lifestyle of prayer where our heart is continually seeking him and continually in connection with him. God never asks us to do something that he doesn't make possible. He equips us. He gives us the things that we need to do what he's asking. And it is clear in scripture that he wants us to be praying all the time. It's a big ask, but it is possible. Jesus is our perfect example. He taught his disciples to pray. He prayed for the children. He prayed for the food. He gave thanks. He prayed in the morning and he prayed in the evening. He prayed for his disciples and the believers yet to come. He prayed for the church. He spent time in prayer and solitude. He prayed for strength to endure the cross. He prayed from the cross. 
and he continues to pray for us. It's not a task or a job. It's not a box that we have to tick off every day. But it's a lifestyle of relationship and connection to our Father. An awareness of Emmanuel, God with us in every situation. You know, we sang this song and I was meditating on this during the week before I knew what we were singing today. And there's some scriptures that talk about our prayers being like incense. Day and night, our prayers are like incense and come before the Lord's throne. They come and they bless him. And I'd just like to read a couple. David, a man after God's own heart, a man who we know blew it many times. He wasn't perfect, but God knew his heart and he always sought God. In Psalm 141, it says, O Lord, I am calling to you. Please hurry. Listen when I cry to you for help. Accept my prayer as incense offered to you and my upraised hands as an evening sacrifice. When we lift our hands in prayer, when we lift our hearts, it's like incense. It is part of our worship. It's part of giving our very best to God. In Revelation 5.8, where Jesus comes to open the scroll, it's the beginning of the end of times, the fulfilment of God's purpose on the earth. And we're in there. <laughs> He's unwrapping the scrolls. When he took the scroll, the four living beings and the 24 elders fell down before the lamb. Each one had a harp and they had gold bowls filled with incense, which are the prayers of God's people. Our prayers our offering, our worship, our sacrifice is part of what the Lord is yet to do on the earth. Now, I tried to think of something physical, something in our natural world to help understand the different types of prayer. I realised as I was sitting, resting this morning that my body was actually using muscles as I sat. My body uses muscles when I'm sleeping. We don't think of sleeping as exercise, do we? We think of going for a jog or riding a bike or swimming or doing gardening. That's exercise. But when we're standing, we're exercising. When we're resting, we're exercising. When we're doing muscle strengthening, we're exercising. When we're recovering from injury, we're exercising. And I thought it's like that in prayer with the different types of prayer that we have. Prayer is a gift. It's a gift to be able to communicate with the Lord of heaven and earth. And I thought about the times that I've neglected it, like I neglect to do the cardio exercise. There are times when I've neglected my prayer life. But God's not a God who wants to slap us around. He's actually wanting to say, come on, let's get going. Come on, come with me and I'll help you. He's not, he does not condemn us. He does not reject us. He does not judge us. He just says, come, now it's time, let's get going. Just like we need a PT to sometimes help us get going. I want to tell you some of the types of prayer that we have available to us. 
reflection and meditation. Um, I've recently been reading a book and one of the things that encourages it talks about the beauty of the Sabbath and it talks about being still in his presence. I'm a busy person and my mind is busy for me to sit. I've actually I felt myself going, shush, shush. <laughs> I thought this is something I want to work on and I feel like God's put on my heart to really practice being still and hearing his voice, hearing him in reflection and meditation, seeking him, listening to him, thanksgiving, warfare, healing, repentance, provision, praise, worship, delighting in him, intercession, praying on behalf of others, prophetic prayer, praying in tongues, corporate prayer, private prayer. All can be found in the Word and all have their place in our lives. You know, one way we can pray without ceasing and it's come through the meeting today is to persevere and never give up. Continue to bring things to God. You know, I've got some big things in my life. I'm the only person saved in my extended family and I'm believing I'm believing for family members, so I bring them before the Lord. I have pictures of my children and grandchildren in my Bible with verses written on the back. And I persevere in prayer to see breakthrough and to see victory in their lives. We've all got, I've got some health issues that I'm continuing to stand on, continuing to believe God for victory. It's not always that I'm I'm in intense prayer about those things. Sometimes it's, Lord, I thank you for your promises. It can be as simple as that. Lord, I remind you of your promises. Thank you for your faithfulness. God wants us to be real. To pray without ceasing, it's not a matter of ticking off a list. It's not a matter of going through a set of routines to be able to get into his presence. We just have to come. And be real. Thought I'd try and come up with some practical ideas this morning. Um, we've been having a time of prayer and fasting. And I sought God. I said, Lord, where do you want me to fast over these three weeks? And this last week I felt a niggle. I thought, okay, God, what do you want me to keep on doing? Where do you want me to fast? Because the word's very clear. It says not if you fast, it's when you fast. And it's a, it's a dedication and an offering to God. Now, I'm not saying you have to go without food. Ask God. He will show you. But fasting is one of the spiritual disciplines that should be a part of our life. But not out of, not out of law, not out of I have to, but out of Lord, I want you. And I need you. And I'm desperate for you. And he will come through for us. You know, we all make time for the things that are important to us. Shane and I this year have been, because I'm, I'm working more, um, we've sat down once a week and looked at our diary and thought, when are we going to make time for us? And we've actually diarised it. We say, this is our day and we don't put anything else in there. 
And it's more than just a date night. It's actually making time to seek God together, where we're actually going to spend some time in some deeper prayer. We pray together every day. But some time where there's deeper prayer, deeper talking about what we're reading, deeper prayer about about what we're getting out of the Word and what we believe God's saying to us and what He has for us in our future. Set aside time together to hear from God. I have um, some scripture verses in my bathroom and this morning I read through Psalm 91 believing for some friends of mine who are going through a horrendous trial. But I put their names in it and I prayed it and I thanked God. Have reminders on your mirror, on your visor in your car, even if it's just the word pray. I tell my children at school, I say, I pray when I'm driving. And they all go, oh, how do you do that? <laughs> because in their mind, to pray you have to have your hands folded and your eyes closed. I pray in the shower. I pray when I'm driving. Have little reminders to just remind you to pray. Have Christian music playing in your home. Keep a prayer journal. Write down what you're praying for. And if you go back and say, God, you haven't answered that yet, continue to believe. If you find, when you find he's answering your prayers, give him thanks and praise and believe for more. Something radical. Set your alarm a little bit earlier. <laughs> I'm doing this this year. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but I'm determined. But what I'm doing when I set my alarm earlier, my alarm is on my phone. And I was challenged recently about what I fill my mind with first thing in the morning and what I fill my mind with as I'm going to sleep. My phone is by my bed. It takes all my willpower to use it as an alarm and nothing else. To not look at Facebook, to not look at my emails, to not look at what the temperature is going to be. To not look at how many steps I did yesterday. This is me being real. <laughs> Instead, I'm perhaps going to YouTube and I'm putting on a worship song. So before I get out of bed, I'm worshipping. You know, there are so many scriptures that talk about the morning sacrifice and the evening sacrifice. You know, the world does not deserve our first and last thought of the day. Our Saviour does the one who's the lover of our soul. He deserves our very first and our very last thought. And as we go to sleep, just commit our spirit to the Lord. God doesn't sleep, nor does our spirit. And he can speak to us as we sleep. We're a Pentecostal church. We believe in the power of praying in tongues. And we believe that it's available for every believer. Something we need to stir up. Let's be praying in tongues. When we're in a situation that's difficult, when we're in a place that we don't know what to do, start to pray in the Spirit quietly. We don't have to say the words in our minds and our spirit and let the, let the Holy Spirit speak his truth. He promises to give us words to speak in our time of need. He promises to be with us. I remember the day that I got filled with the Spirit. 
I was in this church. I had been seeking God for the baptism in the Spirit for probably about 18 months. And um, I was sitting about where David is. Um, and, and I was just there. And I was in the right atmosphere. I was in a place where there was faith. And I lifted my hands. And honestly, a tap turned on. And my life changed dramatically. There are two points in my Christian walk that really stand out. One was when I was baptised in water, an incredibly powerful experience where I felt the love of God and that I belonged. And the second was when I got baptised in the Spirit. All of a sudden I could pray. All of a sudden my word, I got depth out of my word like I had never had before. The words jumped off the page. I actually became kinder. <laughs> I became less, less reactive. My life tra- changed dramatically. And this week, I was cleaning my kitchen tap at home and I pulled a little... We've been in our house for four years last week, which is very exciting. Um, but there's a little... Our tap is one of those ones that you actually pull out and it's got a long hose and you, you know can spray your kitchen if you like. Um, But (laughs) it's got this thing on the top and it was a bit gungy. So I took it out and I thought, I wonder what that does. (laughs) We've been there four years. (laughs) I pushed it and my tap changed. Instead of being a steady stream, it became a fountain. And And then I pushed the other one and it came back to a stream. I thought, I've been here four years and I didn't know my tap did that. It's a really handy thing. (laughs) But how that is when we're walking with the Lord and haven't received the baptism in the Spirit is we have the love of God. We have the Holy Spirit. But there is so much more. There is such a flow. It's like a fountain is turned on when we are filled with the Spirit. Ephesians 6.18 says to pray in the Spirit at all times. Pray in the Spirit and pray with understanding. You know, Ben started off our series with three points and his third one was anticipation. Let's have a heart that's anticipating what God is going to do when we come to prayer. You know, as we pray in the Spirit, that anticipation grows. As we start to see answers to prayer, that anticipation grows as we spend time in his presence and hear his heart. God can and does drop things into our hearts supernaturally, but he longs when we seek him. He longs for those times. And if we long for him the way that he longs for us, we will be satisfied. I don't want to get caught up this morning with the how-tos and the whys. My heart is that we leave this place this morning with a desire not to pray, but to connect with our Father. Connect and have relationship and deepen our relationship with our Saviour. It's not complicated. We have continual access because of His provision, because of who He is, because of what he's done 
and who he has changed us to be. We are children of the Most High God and we have his ear. We have his heart. We have his presence. Prayer is not an event, but a lifestyle. A life of devotion and commitment to a loving God. Let's not be content to stay where we are. No matter where we are in our prayer journey, there is always more. Always more. For those who are filled with the Spirit, let's stir up the gift. Let's stir up the blessing that we have and go to new depths and new dimensions with the Lord. Let's make prayer a part of our rhythm. Some of my most powerful prayers are one-liners. Where I'm in a situation, I see the goodness of God and I just say, bless you, Lord, or thank you, Lord. The other prayer that I find God really responds to is when I go, oh, help. Help me, Lord. He responds and he's there. wonder if Sasha and the team could come. So I'd like to spend a little bit of time this morning just lifting our hearts. Yes, we've finished our 21 days of prayer and fasting. Let's make a commitment today to continue to seek the Lord. Continue to draw close to Him. If you're not where you want to be in your prayer life today, I'd invite you to come forward as we sing this song, Day and Night, Let Incense Arise. Our incense is worship. Our prayer is incense. Our prayer is worship. He hears our heart. I'd invite you to come. And the prayer team will come around and pray for you. Come and have a fresh infilling, a fresh desire to pray. If prayer is hard, come and say, God, help it. Help, help me. I need you, Lord. I want a communion. I want to communicate with you. I want to have a relationship, a deeper relationship with you. The disciples, they were with Jesus and so they said, Lord, teach us to pray. Let that be our heart this morning. Lord, teach us to pray. Show us how to pray. And if you're not filled with the Spirit, if you haven't received the baptism in the Spirit, if you don't speak in tongues, if you don't have a heavenly language and you're longing for it, come forward. We would love to see you filled with the Spirit. We'd love to see his power come this morning as we honour him, as we seek him. Let's pursue him. Let's do some cardio work this morning. Let's do some pressing in and really seeking God as we sing.